So basically what we're doing now is after our interview, we've agreed that we're going to share it with the listeners because they've asked for it. And sometimes we'll actually talk for an hour or two hours afterwards because we're so pumped and excited. So we're going, this won't be long, like maybe, you know, 12 to 18 minutes, the sweet spot, just to keep you <laughs> excited. So yeah. Jay, Jay, you might let, you might start off how, how you felt about our call with Dolores Cahill. It, ineffable, you know, it's, I, I feel like that sweet spot was reached with her. You know, she feels like she's a part of our family and this woman is such a brave heart and all of us, this is the mosaic that we spoke about at the beginning before we started recording, but having so many different viewpoints and perspectives from all of us, we went down common law, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the injection, we talked about, you know, silence inside of our bodies, inside of our cultures, and, and sort of the silent but deadly crisis that we've faced for a long time. And she met it with so many different angles. And so I feel like we, I just lived a lifetime. You know, I feel, you know, like I said at the beginning, when I started speaking with her, my cheeks were flapping in the wind because the woman is just steeped in experience and knowledge. But what really, really stood with me, what, what I'm taking away is that at the end of it, I feel like I, I had my cup filled. And there was a portion in the interview where I felt quite depleted, honestly, where I felt like, oh, the heaviness of the information of, of the awareness that she's giving us. And then she, you know, very much alchemized it and turned it into something positive and said, well, this is we're learning, but but here's the solution. And here's where we're moving. And here's where we're going. And then the conversation started to elevate me and I started to feel filled. So it's almost like we I've been on a roller coaster, you know, of like, whoa, this is like a really scary ride I'm on and then you know we we came back up and then you know she and then my cup was filled and this is what I'm left with is just a feeling of everything's going to be okay and yet I feel that I'm aware and I'm more knowledgeable and that I've got someone in the world that's an immunologist and that is a you know molecular biologist and PhD with you know all of these credentials that's out there in a calm motherly not grandmotherly way <laughs> she <laughs> She looked at me like, wait a minute, I'm no grandma. Um, but, you know, she's she's loving and she's caring and she's playing the long game. And I have so much respect for her. Just no. tremendous amounts. No, it's fantastic. What I find is no matter which guest we've got, like the energy between it, I, you, you could just feel it between the whole lot of us. And the other thing that I love is we all have different styles. And I think that's actually good for a listener. I think we went on for an hour and three quarters. The fact that we go around and we allow each other, you know, between 10 and 30 minutes, you know, it just depends on the flow of the conversation. But people will connect with somebody and they like the style. And it's not boring because sometimes you could have one person just talking the whole time or they could just talk about a certain topic. We hop. And I think that's brilliant because if you're just talking about, say, the vaccine or just talking about, you kind of go, eh. we were covering so many different topics. And what I love about her is she so fun and energetic? Because you don't like she's standing there and she's getting the message across. She's using all the information to help people, but you don't see the heart of her. And today we saw we saw a really sweet side. And you know what Jay had said, like you could see tears in her eyes. And because you know you complimented her and told her how impressed we were with her, and I think that was beautiful and it was nice to see. And it basically brought her back to you know the human because. You know, we can be more inspired now by actually seeing the human side of her. 
Yeah, I strongly agree. And uh, that's why we needed to start doing this because if sometimes after uh, an, a powerful conversation with our guests, we do have to like de-stress by just reflecting. <laughs> so we're sharing this with you. <laughs> what I really like most with her is just because she saw it right away from the very beginning, and then she just didn't see it, but she did find the solutions to create that Freedom Alliance and then with a crypto. And so, you know, it's, it's very empowering so that we don't feel hopeless. So I like that. And yep, she's just like us, a woman who has some needs to take care of family. Well, I'm not a woman. <laughs> oh, the three of us, the three of us, right. And <laughs> you I have just your love, friend. yeah. And I love the depth of knowledge that she has. You know, when you are trying to pick up everything from many different people and all over the world and your head just wants to explode, she just pulled it all together and, I like that word galvanization, Jay, <laughs> you know, and brought out the biggest points that need to be remembered. Like the lack of informed consent is blowing my mind today and how people do not know that they have alternatives and they do not know any and have no idea of the harm. Like it's, it's mind blowing. I've always felt education is key in all realms, but she really anchored that for me more than ever today. The importance of just continuing to play the long game. Someone might need to hear something twice, three, four, five, eight times. And we that's kind do. of the number, yeah. you know, statistically, is we need to hear something kind of eight times before we go, oh, wait a minute. And I think what I'm seeing out there is such a lack of patience in people. You know, they just they just want people to get it. And then they're very critical when people don't. And someone like Dolores has had 20 years plus to be able to absorb where we're at. I started this journey four years ago, but I came at it through the financial um, perspective. And when I started to learn about what was happening in the world from a corruption level of the financial sort, I felt like someone punched me in the gut. And I don't know that I would have been as prepared to know what I know now if I hadn't have been exposed four years ago and seen, you know, how things worked and how much corruption there was and follow the money. And so I'm really grateful. But it's also almost like going through the birth canal. <laughs> You know, like you feel like, I, you know, we made jokes about my roller, but, you know, it's not for the weak at heart to lean into to understanding what's going on and the truth. And it does feel like being birthed. And so we have to, I believe, have so much compassion and patience for people who are learning and being educated on this stuff. And Dolores just has it in spades. She is so patient and so calm and so consistent. And she understands that people just, you know, just it, it's only a matter of time before the truth prevails. And that to me is also gives me a lot of hope, Grace, when you speak of hope, is to see this woman who's just saying, gang, just hang in there, right? Mm -hmm. We got freedom airways. If all else fails, you know, <laughs> get on uh, the plane. I too, I wish we had known before and had done something about freedom media, like she said, if she'd known beyond but that one too. Yeah. It's happening in many happening. different groups, right? I think in tribe tribes, they're creating that. I know Dr. Butar's exchange is creating that. But Roy, yeah. how does it feel, Roy? You must feel very proud being an Irishman. <laughs> no, I, 
No, literally no. next to her. <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, I've been following her from the start because I would always be looking at the protests in in uh, Dublin, and I've seen she went out to Cork as well. And before a lot of the people were awake, what was on? She was kind of telling people in advance what was going to happen. So I think there's a lot more support. And I know she went for the election. I think it was rigged because I see so much support for her. And it was like for after the third count, 179 votes, I said, no way. And with the collection of the the polls, the votes, it was done by a private company. I mean, that shouldn't be happen. You know, it, it should be all under scrutiny. So the fact that she's gone again, I'm delighted because that's Sean, don't yeah. give up. You know, it's like uh, Lincoln, you know, he, he didn't win the first time he kept going and she's showing the same because a lot of people, if they don't get, get in the first time, they throw in the towel. And she's like, yeah, I'm going again. I might even go for something different, which means she could be going for president because, I mean, the president is coming up soon. Wouldn't you love to see her as the president of Ireland? Roy, in, in Roy here in New Jersey, there's a lot of seats that are opened and for Board of Education. So parents and men and women are applying to you know run for board of education so people are trying to you know solve it from all angles and don't you love that common law the interesting with common law is you don't have to you know we're not fully sovereign yet we're working towards it when i say that sovereign is like you know you really do all the common law things right however there's always a place for the common law especially when you learn how to respond of saying hey did i have a contract with you you know, so it's it's nice to really know those words. So common law is one thing that we have to really study and practice it. Yeah, and like, you know, as uh, Jay said, it's not something that you can just do straight away. You have to, like, I'm reading a lot of books. I think they actually have some of them there, like uh, Judge Anne, uh, Anne Van Wright's right. brilliant stuff. And like, the more that you're looking at it, the more confident you get. And what you're learning is you don't sign for anything. You know, people go, here, sign this. No. And the same with the phoning. If the banks are phoning you and everything, don't answer them. Put them on block because they're recording everything. There's little tricks. But what's happening is there's, there's people out there. There's a lot of people in the common law basically just doing it for the money. They're organizing that they're selling merchandise and everything. They have a tiny bit of knowledge. And then there's people approaching police and they're going, it's it's my rights, da, 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 da. And they're getting horsed out of the car and they're getting arrested. So just be careful, but just be, you know, as you're talking, I don't consent. I don't consent. And just relax. And, you know, the way that, and as you mentioned, Jed, when she was approaching the Garda Shia coin, which was a hard one for you, because for me, <laughs> she was calm. And I, I've learned that. I mean, I can't say I was always calm, but over the last few years with the journey I've went through, I know that I win all the time because I'm just cool. I, I'm in court a lot of time. I've had hundreds of cases. I go into court and I'm just, they don't like that. I can look them into the eye. I look into the prosecutor, the judge. They don't like that either. I know I'm innocent. And people just have to do the same with the police and everything. Look at them. Don't fear them. And your mind will actually, the right things will come out. Don't get upset. Because once you're calm, you know, practice breath work. Practice meditation. It will all help. And just slowly read the things. Yeah. It takes us. Go ahead, Jane. Oh, I was just going to say, I think I had a past life in Nazi Germany because I remember as a child the fear of seeing somebody in uniform, right? And 
that's like really programmed in. So what you're saying, Roy, is really helpful. It, it, it's to me when you speak, Roy, I get this image because you know we we tend to get caught up in words and semantics and and for me I tend to pull myself into how it feels when I embody it and and what and I put myself in those situations and thankfully I, I haven't been in too many of them but I did have a situation in the winter last year at the ski hill and I don't know if I shared that as a situation with you but it was it was really um, I had my three children with me, my husband with me, and it was a very intense moment. And the children were getting on the ski lift and um, the operators, I had to take down my my mask that I was wearing because at the ski hill, they literally will not let you ski unless you have your face covered and you're sweating and breathing. And it's, you know, it's very intense on the hill. But when you're down at the lift, they really request that you have your, you know, um, uh, neck mask up. And the kids were getting onto the lift and um, the operators weren't paying attention. And so I pulled down the covering to be able to say to, you know, the kids and to, and to help them and to direct them. And they stopped the lift and they made it all about the mask. And I said, my children are, are here. They're at risk. Um, the chair almost hit my child in the head. And you're worried about me wearing a face covering when I'm 20 feet away from the rest of these people. And that's when I realized it had nothing to do with the masks. And but I was very I was very um, approached in a way that I felt threatened. I felt physically threatened. I, they stopped the lift. They wouldn't let me go up the lift. I had my children. They tried to like actually physically remove me from the lift. And it was really interesting. I had this shift where I just went. And it, and it was a very palpable shift from feeling, you know, um, very afraid, honestly, to a shift where I went, no, you know, please do not touch me. You do not touch my body. This is my body. Mm -hmm. And it was such a shift of just that reclamation. And I feel what you're saying, Roy, is that when we're educated, when we really understand what it means to stand in our power and be educated on our sovereignty and on our rights, our birthrights, then we can stand in that education and knowledge, you know, confidently, but calmly, you know, we don't have to react emotionally, we can respond because we've taken the time. And so I know in Freedom Tribe, we're really working now. And I know, Roy, you're working right now um, at writing a book to simplify it, because I think this is the issue with common laws, we need to simplify it so that people find it more accessible. So many things need to be simplified. <laughs> I'm doing the smallest handbook on homeopathy because I'm like, people just need to empower themselves and know that they can, they can do things for their own health. They don't have to look for a savior. And talking about that simplification and the words, now the more I keep learning, because you know when she mentioned about the miss and the mister and the that, it, you know, before I never paid attention on the root root cause of the words, but it's right? yeah, it's right there. The truth is hidden. Like I don't want to use the word citizen anymore, you know, because that just means you're employee of a ship. <laughs> so yeah, but one thing is we're we're really trying to bring this information together for our audience. So. Yeah, next month we're gonna we're gonna have also about private membership association. So all this solution, all this power that we didn't know we have, now it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's very relieving to me. I feel like I can take a deep breath because so many of us are steeped. 
and have been steeped in creating awareness and helping others and in creating awareness. And because it's so nefarious and so dark, and as we spoke about, I, and I have to touch on this because Dr. Cahill also really spoke into evil. And it was really interesting the way that she spoke into it. And I think it's a very, it's something that as we spoke about actually also with Layla Sentner, Grace, you know, this fear of death, right? This fear of death stops us from living. And so when we've encountered death in whatever way, and, and I thought that was probably one of my favorite parts of the interview when she addressed death and our relationship with death and the importance of really reclaiming our birthright to live more fully and thrive because we're not so terrified all the time and whether we've had a death financially and Roy, yeah, I mean, we, so many of us got hit right in the crisis, right? And it's almost like, you know, seven lives, eight lives, nine lives, you know, how many lives do we have, you know? And I think those of us that are out right now having these conversations, it's not because we've had, you know, an easy go at it. It's because we've been hit enough times to know that, you know, if we're going to stand, we might as well stand for some Thing that we believe in and and create a legacy um that that we can you know get behind and i really want to acknowledge all of you guys it's a, such a pleasure working with all of you and all of you working in your own unique way to make a difference in this world and i really as i said to to you know cahill am i saying it right roy yeah Dolores cahill, yeah. cahill um <laughs> You know, she's obviously very much in the public eye and, you know, has a lot of stature, but I see all of you on this call that I have the blessing of traveling with. I see you all in the same light out there, you know, doing your part and being stewards. And I compel everyone watching this interview to also watch um, the interview by Dr. David Martin. Um, it's actually not an interview. He gets up on stage and he's speaking about this time and not putting people like Dolores on pedestals and the importance of not doing that to them, um, not making them the heroes, um, just allowing them and giving them, you know, the mantle of the steward, because really, ultimately, we all have, have the choice to sort of be the hero, which is idolatry, you know, putting someone up on a pedestal or, you know, and that's hierarchical in nature. And we tend to do that or keeping us all in the same playing field where it's a collaborative, co-creative um, community of people working together and nobody's, you know, higher or more or better that we're all just different and we're all making our own contributions in our own way to steward the planet um, from a place of our own personal resources, whether that be through the pains we've experienced um, or, or wherever our education has come from and whatever has landed us here, that we can pool our resources. So whatever Roy possesses, you know, that I don't have or Grace or, you know, Jane is that now's the time for us to pool our resources. And Dr. Cahill, you know, she brings in an element that very few people can. And that does make her very special. I mean, how many of us can claim that we're immunologists and have PhDs and, you know, all of these things. But we have a lot that she needs too. And she recognized that. And I think that was what was really powerful there at the end when I saw that she realized that, okay, this is a group of people that we can collaborate with and we can keep moving forward together. And this is family. This is yeah. family. And you guys are my family. I just needed to say that. Yeah. That is the key for each of us, everyone, to realize they have an inner power and a reason for being here right now and to give it. So I guess, ones. Yeah. yeah. So I guess at some point we're gonna just make it brief, right? This one like an experiment. But what I wanted to do, and uh, Roy, Jane, and and uh, Jay, is to encourage also others when we do this reflection. This is now the time that they could ask more 
questions, okay? Because we'll bring it up to you. We just don't want, sometimes we don't have the time anymore for the, the original stream with a guest, but we'll bring out again any concerns. That's it. <laughs> thank you, Mabalos. And how do you say thank you again, Roy, in your um, Irish language? Uh, thanks there you go. <laughs> and anything you remember, Jay from Mexico, and Jane, you just came back from Mexico. Muchísimo gracias. Yeah. Que se vayan bien. <laughs> and Mabalos. And of course, namaste. I mean, this is the goes without saying, right? Namaste. I, can I bring up one last little thing? Mm -hmm. I feel like that here's the responsibility of anyone who's watched the interviews that the Freedom Broadcasters have been doing. Um, the conversation, as we as we know more, knowing more can be really dangerous, right? It can be, I think, a weapon or a tool. It can make a lot of people feel heavy and make it hard to get out of bed. So, how do we allow information to become empowering as we we turn to solutions, right? But I find that as you get to know more, the responsibility increases because it's not like you can not, you can, you can't unknow things. <laughs> Once you know, you know, and this is one of the beautiful things of, of different platforms and different people and different voices is, you know, the more we just get out there and speak. And it doesn't mean we all agree with everything that's being said, but we do agree with with the right to say it. And so I just want to put out there the censorship that's happening requires that those listening, the audience members listening, is that because censorship is such an issue and truth isn't getting out there to the people, is that downloading this type of content and then uploading it and sharing it has never been more important because you know, what's the saying, Roy, about the forest? You know, if a tree falls in the forest, <laughs> did it actually fall if nobody hears it? You know, if we're out here and we're doing what we're doing and you resonate with it, share it. If you resonate with Dolores Cahill, share it because the censorship is rampant. And the only way that we're going to continue to reach the people that I feel really need to be reached right? We don't need to be living in an echo chamber is to share and share and share and to share from that place that we spoke about today of integrity and conviction, but also you can't unknow now that you know. So if you've watched this, you know, you at least have it cross your consciousness. And I think that as we start to pass that baton with love and with patience and what, with what Dolores demonstrates and represents, this is how we are going to make massive exponential global change. Beautiful. Amen. Aho. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, just this is one beautiful comment from a co-podcaster, our friend. And he says, brilliant. From Blossom, the human side. Thank you, Blossom. And thank you for others who have shared this little video that we made. Someone shared it. Aho. 